to head on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the 158th episode of the Stateside Soccer That's right, we've done 158 of the... I am Jordan Wigan and with me today is a man who told everyone he was going to share all of the details of my podcasting history it's logan stump yeah i'm just waiting for a couple sources to confirm some of my facts but <laughs> i think other than that guys I think and more than take... some people <laughs> right yeah um you'll never believe what jordan did uh, in his youth um it's just unbelievable let me just tell you guys jordan actually did something in his youth that is very valuable and worth watching um if you can head over to youtube um, and type in Hobo George. Uh, I know it's not uh, very sensitive to the times, but um, back then, uh, Jordan created a, I, I, Jordan, I don't even know what to call it, a masterpiece. Um, yes, masterpiece is one way of putting it. No, it was a YouTube like series, but uh, yeah, it was. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have had that intro, but yeah. No, but uh, yeah, Hobo George, uh, it was somebody that uh, kind of did all that to himself there. Uh, if you watch, if you watch Hobo George. Um, okay, so yes, that was alluding to the rain drama that like, right after we wrapped up <laughs> on, right? It was Monday, no. Monday, I think Greg put out a statement, and Tuesday was the day that all of the stuff leaked. Because I was yeah. in the office. Yeah, because I, yeah, it was it would have been because it was right after we, of course, recorded. So yeah. crazy because we recorded early Monday because yeah. we were both off. So it happened, I think, like like a couple hours later. But uh, what we're referring to, of course, this is a statement. Uh, actually, no, his statement was on the third Tuesday. Okay, so Wednesday is when everything else broke down. Okay. Here's his statement. While we obviously would have wanted to advance further in the World Cup, I am very proud and proud of and grateful for all of our players, our staff, and everyone at U.S. Soccer and all of the U.S. national team fans worldwide who supported us. Our performance relied on hard work and extraordinary energy and commitment from those on and off the pitch. All right, so at this point, I'm thinking 
This is a statement saying he's getting let go, right? Or not renewing. <laughs> there are so many positive examples of how our squad came together, making so so many different types of sacrifices all in the pursuit. Groups shared vision. I'm looking forward to continuing my conversations. Then my face fell here, right? With U.S. soccer about the future. But now is the time for me to publicly share some personal information which a third party has used against my family and me. And at this, I was like, oh, what is this statement? <laughs> During the World Cup, an individual contacted U.S. Soccer saying that they had information about me that would, quote, take me down. An apparent effort to leverage something very personal from long ago to bring about the end of my relationship with U.S. Soccer. This is a difficult step to take. But my wife, Rosalind, and I wanted to clearly and directly share the story that belongs to us. But hopefully there are lessons from our relationship that can be valuable to others. In the fall of 1991, when Jordan Wiegand was just a couple of months old, I met my soulmate. I had just turned 18 and was a freshman in college when I met Rosalind for the first time. There was a familiar feeling when we spoke. Rosalind was and is an amazing person, determined, empathetic, fun to be around. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe some sort of... Right, going on here. Uh, she's an amazing person and determined, empathetic, fun to be around, and we connected immediately. It felt like we had known each other for years. We had been dating for four months when an incident happened between us that would shape the future of our relationship. One night while out drinking at a local bar, Rosalind and I had a heated argument that continued outside. It became physical, and I kicked her in the legs. There are zero excuses for my actions that night. It was a shameful moment, and one that I regret to this day. At that time, I immediately apologized to Rosalind, but understandably, she wanted nothing to do with me. I told my parents, my family, and friends what happened. I wanted to take full responsibility for my behavior, Rosalind also informed her parents, family, and friends. While the authorities were never involved in this matter, I voluntarily sought out counseling to help learn, grow, and improve one of the most valuable decisions that I ever made. To this day, that type of behavior has never been repeated. All right, page two. I feared that I lost my soulmate. Then out of the blue, seven months later, I received a call from Rosalind asking if we could speak in person. We met and discussed how we had grown and decided to build our rebuild our relationship. Rosalind shared that her family supported this decision, and by working through what happened, we both realized that our love, trust, and respect for each other was stronger than the incident that occurred months earlier. Since then, Rosalind and I have lived together in five different countries, three different states, and have met and remained friends with many wonderful people from around the world. All of these people have witnessed the strong relationship we have and the loving family we built together. The lessons learned from that night over three decades ago became the foundation of a love, loving, devoted, and supportive relationship we had honored with our, uh, which we honored and celebrated with our 25th anniversary this past weekend. I'm sharing the story after 31 years because it is important to understand it uh, was an event that shaped me but doesn't define me. It was a single isolated event over three decades ago and a terrible decision made in a bad moment by an 18 year old. Rosalind and I have had an amazing journey together. We have raised four children who are aware of what happened. We are very proud of our marriage, our relationship, and the family we have built and the people we have become. As a team, we emphasize accountability, honesty, and growth. 
Those aren't just principles we instill within the team. It is how I live my life. The foundation of any good team is using the past as an opportunity to learn and get better. People can make mistakes and learn from them. People can be forgiven for their mistakes. Thankfully, Rosalind forgive, forgave me. The intention of this statement is to provide transparency and to reinforce that a single bad decision made by a teenager does not necessarily define him for the rest of his life. We will not hide from this. We didn't then. We won't now. This is our story. We have fully cooperated with the U.S. soccer into this matter, and while we would prefer not to speak about something so personal from so long in such a public forum, we are embracing this opportunity to share what shaped us and how we have grown and learned from this over the past 31 years. Thank you, Rosalind and Greg Berhalter. So, let's just let's just talk about that first, because uh, so this broke Tuesday last week, and like, wow, who would Logan? Who would? blackmail somebody about an event from 31 years ago and some people started pointing the finger at the reinas now i laughed that off i said that would be ridiculous they're not gonna throw their long decades relationship out the window due to geo not getting enough playing time i was wrong we'll get we'll get to that i guess but uh with this statement I saw a lot of people saying, why would you come out and say this? Obviously, the answer is because this was going to come out anyway due to the investigation. Like, this is this is why you come out and, and say it. Now, of course, if they hadn't ever been blackmailed, this doesn't come out because, again, there, there's no way. And then you start thinking about it. Like I said, I started thinking about it late Tuesday because I saw people say maybe it's the Reynas. And I'm thinking... No, it can't be. But then I start thinking, 31 years ago, Logan, the authorities were never called. They only told their family and friends, which means to me that it has to be somebody within that inner circle that leaked this. And then you start thinking about it and you still put it. I still put it in the back of my head saying, well, that would be crazy. But I don't think that's what happened. And then the next day we get confirmation that is exactly what happened. So, I don't know. Uh, it, it, my thoughts on this is, uh, you know, if Greg voluntarily sought out the thing, the, the counseling, that's a good step for him. He was aware he shouldn't have done that. Rosalind gave him the space. You know, he let her have that space. It wasn't like this thing where they come knocking down the door saying, you're going to get back together with me, all this kind of crap. So, it felt like they handled it. Anything after the kick felt handled pretty maturely for two 18 year olds. But uh, I guess that is the issue now is that this is getting drudged up. Uh, I'm glad their kids already know about it. Cause it'd be terrible if they had to sit there and tell them this way. But uh, I don't know. I guess your thoughts, Logan, when you first saw this, uh, this, this statement. Yeah. I mean, I think like you and probably like a lot of us, I don't think we, if we're hundred percent honest with ourselves, <clears throat> ever would have thought it was the Reynas. And especially because Claudio has such a fingerprint on American soccer and he's been a legend for American soccer for so long. Um, he's uh, when you think about world soccer players, he's one of the only ones that comes to mind really, because I think a lot of people think, you know, if, if you're thinking international soccer and somebody that's played internationally, 
you think of Claudio. You think of uh, real the... quick. I'm laughing. I'm laughing because he was literally our first U.S. men's national team legend in that yeah. guess the legend game that we did like two yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Logan didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this time it'd be right. really easy. One of the clues would be like their partner blackmailed U.S. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, and then Jordan, you can speak more to this just because I, I think it was was it nineteen ninety eight or nine was when the was that when the, all that stuff happened with Ronaldo and Hart. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, and that many, is still bigger than this. But yeah. yeah, this was crazy. But people think you know it stacks up highly against that one. Um, but overall, I, I just didn't, especially with how influential Claudio is in this world of american soccer how beloved he seemed to have been um how much people like geo how much the fan base was behind geo it, it just and and honestly i mean if claudio if all this goes well this probably pans out better for geo but can you imagine if greg berhalter stays jordan like this would be the complete opposite of whatever claudio was trying to do with this information and blackmail greg now granted greg doing what he did um people are always like, well, can you hold a kid? He was an adult. He's 18 years old. When I was 18 years old, I never thought about kicking a woman. Like it just never crossed my mind. So yes, absolutely. He needs to be held accountable for his actions. Doesn't matter what age you are. Once you're an adult, you are making adult decisions at 18. I knew not to do things. Um, the only thing I would say to that is it sounds like he has been held accountable yeah. at this point. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. So right. Th- that, he's that up is to his the actions. thing. Yeah. Right. Let's not forget. I mean, everybody loves Robert Downey Jr. Right. now, but he was a total, was a, yeah, you know, problem when yes. he was young. And uh, there has to be that, you know, section for redemption for some of these people, yeah. or else, or else, what are we doing? You know, like, right. um, if you can't, I, like I, the way I personally look at it for anything is that people can get, uh, people can change, right? That's <laughs> just making me think of this sketch. But anyway, uh, people can change and people can <laughs> not going to be able to get through this now. But yes, people can get better. Um, and and I have to believe that or else, you're, you know, you can't. It, it's the same way when some people dig up stuff from people years ago. But really, mm-hmm. when you're looking 30 years ago, that's my whole life. This, yeah. this happened literally when I was months old. That wasn't in Greg's statement. That was a joke. I didn't. He wasn't actually mentioned my name or how old i was in that but i was born in june of 91 so in the fall this happened i and i've lived so much i've changed so much in even mm-hmm. just <clears throat> my life you know uh, i never did anything like that but you know it's like th- that i would i would assume somebody from then uh, that was 18 years old has, has changed a lot too but i agree with you in the sense of I, I hate when people not just about this but even with the geo stuff when they say well, I remember when I was 18 and I acted like a total jerk and I'm like, I, but I didn't yeah. <laughs> Like when I was 18 I was pretty mature, but I yeah. guess, you know, different, Some of us different strokes, yeah. different fo- for different folks. Right. Yeah. Um, so let's get I mean, to, yeah, I, go don't, ahead, sorry. I don't blame, I don't blame anybody in this instance. And I think you and I talked about this and I, and I'll say it and I think it needs to be repeated again. Cause I think people are trying to take sides everybody's wrong in this. This hurts everybody. This hurts the U.S. men's national team. This hurts Greg Berhalter. Greg Berhalter isn't getting jobs because of this. Like I would think, yeah, he, yeah, you would think that, you know, we don't have any kind of inside sources on that, but like, you would think he's not getting offered uh, jobs in some of these progressive places that are like, no, like we're not gonna put up with that crap. Um, 
So like, I, I think that that is, that is a hundred percent not happening. This hurts Claudio Reyna's image going forward because what's, what's to, what's to say that he won't do this again to somebody else. And he's not doing this to the Austin FC people. Like what's to think that he won't turn his back when things get ugly. He will. This is where it becomes really hypocritical, right? Because yeah. when he was yeah. the GM of NYCFC and there was reports that David Villa was sexually people in the workplace, they turned a blind eye. So they be doing with Austin, you know, like what has he done? Oh, but now you need to mention this thing that's been totally worked out between the two of them 31 years later because your son isn't playing in where it becomes if you were really worried about this you bring it up when he was hired not when it benefits you and that's where i take issue with this here's danielle reyna's statement uh one of the things she says is i thought it was especially unfair that geo who had apologized for acting immaturely about his playing time was still being dragged through the mud when Greg had asked for and received forgiveness for doing something so much worse at the same age. She also says later that, well, Greg actually wasn't, like, it's actually worse than how Greg said it. And I'm like, okay, so you can't apologize and then still try to make it sound worse. Like, that is total backward stuff. And, and also, it's not relating the same thing of, well, Greg, Greg made a mistake when he was young. That was much worse, and he's getting on Geo about this. He wasn't about this. He wasn't dragging his name through the mud. He didn't name him at all <laughs> during that statement. Now, of course, most people figured out it was Geo, but it wasn't like Greg was like, "I'm going to run this kid's name through the mud." He just he didn't do that. He he was at a leadership conference talking about how he worked out a conflict, and it was supposed to be off the record. Um. Of course, that one public 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 publication, right, was uh, the one that broke the the uh, off the record, and we heard about it later. So it was off the record. We did not hear about this until that person breached the off the record, and the person that they work for, the company they work for, came out and said, "Yeah, we weren't supposed to say anything about that." So. Again, it wasn't going to be this big thing. And I can understand why he felt comfortable saying that because he works with, I mean, look, he he probably talks to Taylor Twelman. He's talked to these people before. And, hey, this is off the record. I'll tell you this thing. Paul Tenorio, Sam Stasekul, you know, where they, hey, off the record, this, on the record, this is my quote. And they, they usually follow through with that every time. So when you're told by everyone in this room it's off the record, you're going to let that guard down a little bit. Now, that gets messy because that day then, when that breaks out on December 11th, is when Danielle apparently called Ernie Stewart. She said she felt like she wasn't trying to get Greg fired. She was just talking to a friend because she knows Ernie Stewart. And, th and this is where it all becomes really terrible, right? Because we have Ernie Stewart and Brian McBride, Greg Berhalter and Claudio Reyna who all played together. They all know each other. They're all friends with each other. And the problem that becomes is it be too much like this where you can think I'm going to call up no other parent 
is going to just be like, I'm going to call Ernie Stewart because they might not even have his number. They might not have that relationship to do that. You know, I was listening to Winalda and Tony Miola on counterattack and they were, they put the Joe Scally thing. Scally probably isn't happy that he didn't play, but his parents probably don't have direct contact with Ernie Stewart. And that is where it's at times too much intertwined relationships and it's almost like game of thrones where you're like oh this person's related to that person this person's friends with this person oh there's beef here there's beef there you gotta out the thing in the dvd set to know all the names and stuff that is like the same thing with this u.s soccer stuff and in my opinion it's like all right maybe move on from that right like maybe we just (laughs) move on because now claudio um in statement was very focused on like kept saying like i never did this i didn't do this and it felt very like okay yes i didn't do it because she did it right but they were both very like we didn't try to blackmail or get him fired regardless you don't bring up somebody's personal one years later you know Danielle and former with Rosalind and how that feels to just dig up the the storyline just because you're, you're frustrated with how her husband is handling your son's playing time. The coach should be able to make decisions on playing time. Even if they're dumbass decisions, we didn't agree with on not playing geo as much, but it's the coaches coaches prerogative, right? And uh, you have to be able to make be able to make professional decisions without it frustrating you. Like I I get it. I've been a kid that doesn't get a lot of playing time for some things, and my parents are upset, but they never like rip into the coach about it. That's just awful, you know. Um, I don't know. Uh, any of your thoughts on how this played out on the Reina side and uh, all that fun stuff? This looks bad on Geo, and it's not even really Geo's. I mean, it kind of is, but it's. Here's my thing: like they had to believe Geo and what Geo was telling them that was happening behind closed doors with Greg Berhalter. Like that. That is. I mean, it, this is some dark stuff. Like this is some. Like you have to be in a really special spot where you are so entitled that you think what you say can really shape and change the way things are happening the more that they pressed on with this, the more likely Greg was probably like, I'm not playing him at all. Like I, you could tell your mom and dad to hush while you sit over there and watch this. Like it, it, it really, it's dark. It's twisted. It's honestly, it, like you said, it, it would be better if they would just part ways with Greg, I think. And, you know, and who knows who wants to touch this with a, you know, nine inch pole now or nine foot pole, but it's like, get rid of him. I could tell you somebody that doesn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll get into we'll get that. To that. Uh, yeah. But no, I, 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 but it is, it's so like, like you said, it's like a, it's like the mafia in a way. Like it's like this American cabral that's just like exist because they, they think they own everything that is uh, U.S. men's national team soccer. And because, and I am, we'll say this geos probably a top talent on this team. Um, they thought maybe he could be one of the best players on this team um, when things got settled and, and he really kind of developed. But I mean, now Jordan, I, 
if you're the next U.S. coach, do you go, do I even want that baggage? Like, do I even want – and it, it sounds bad because it's feel I feel bad for Gio somewhat because it's not – you know, it is his fault, but it's not his fault. His parents are crazy. Um, but I still feel like – Well, <clears throat> what it comes down to is there's, there's two ways this could have played out with Gio, right? There's two ways I saw it, okay? As somebody that has had, like – run-ins with people that are entitled right it's either yeah. he was upset and he calls his dad and says is there anything you can do to help me like he's your friend like is there anything right. you can do to help me out here and then claudio taking offense he hears about this later and he's like so embarrassed like oh my god i can't believe my parents did that like leave me i can do this myself it's one of those two ways he's that he was either entitled enough to ask for help in this or like complain to his parents about it and ask for their help or he's embarrassed about this and we don't know what it is we don't know how the team is going to react to this in the locker room. i'm assuming they'll 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 be like whatever i don't think the team will care that much honestly because i think they cared more about him not putting pulling his weight in practice and stuff if that's all fixed i don't think they care what claudio and danielle are doing if if you're pull sick or if you're because it doesn't affect you, right? Um, and if anything, if I'm a player, if I'm one of those players, I know some people would say like, oh, they're probably looking at how Greg's handling this and thinking, this is awful. We've seen Weston's dad post so many times about how much he likes Greg, and that's after Weston got sent home in qualifying, let's not forget. So whatever they're doing, McKenney's dad is like, this guy knows what he's doing with this young team. But if you're a young player, how many times as a kid do, did I see my coach's son or my coach's friend's son get more playing time than me, even if they weren't better than me, right? But now, if you're Pulisic, if you're McKenney, if you're Aronson, right, and you're watching this, you know okay, Greg is actually evaluating us on how he thinks we can fit the team and not just handing out his favorites playing time. People make jokes about his favorites being Rodon and all that kind of stuff, and some people don't think they're jokes, right? Like, some people actually believe that. But you would think that the guy that was, like, his best man at the wedding, his son, and he kind of has, like, this great relationship, you think he'd be one of his favorites and he'd be playing them all the time. So obviously there's good in that too, where if you're a player on there, you're looking at Greg, if he happens to stay and you say, look, he didn't bow down to his best friend's kid to get playing time. He still played me. He still played the still knew what he was doing. So I think there's a positive in that. Um, But uh, if you're a player on the team, that's not, I think you're probably looking at this and saying, look, Gio wasn't training and he didn't get rewarded. And that's good to know that even if he's his best friend, son, he's not just going to hand out starts. And I think that's probably a good thing. But also, again, I think that we're just at the point of it's, it's time to move on. Uh, Ernie Stewart had a conference with Cindy uh, Cohn um, for the, uh, they, they couldn't say much, obviously, because of the thing. And they shouldn't have even done this. They should have just put out a statement. But they did this whole 
you know, with journalists and they pretty much said no comment to a million things. But they did say that like when they were asking about Greg, they said he's still in contention for the job until they're done their investigation. So if something worse comes out in that investigation of Greg or whoever's handling that stuff and they think he's not going to fit, then he won't be considered anymore. But the way Ernie was talking was like it's consistency on playing style and how well Greg had them prepared and stuff. I almost feel like they're leaning towards keeping him not in spite or anything. I think some people think they're going to do that to like shaft the Reynas, which I don't think they would even be worried about, but, uh, but also geo is not going to face any punishment from this. Uh, this was from Stewart when he was asked about geo's role he said, anyone with a U.S. passport is eligible to play. I don't see any problems moving forward in any kind of regards to any player when it comes to our national team. And that's fine. You shouldn't punish the player. Uh, I'm kind of surprised we haven't heard anything from MLS about Claudio. But I guess because he said, and Danielle's kind of saying she did whatever that maybe he won't get any sort of discipline. I was thinking maybe he might get like a fine. I don't think they'd fire him, but I don't know. Um, your thoughts, Logan, on uh, the, the press conference and maybe us leading towards uh, Greg Berhalter. Yeah, I mean, like from the press conference, it did sound like Greg probably said like a 60, 70% chance of retaining the job. Um I don't know. This job's funny. Like I think national jobs are interesting just because while he might be given the job initially, maybe the U S is waiting on a call and we'll talk about maybe a call list that's coming up um, just because of who we're going to talk about next. But um, I think that there is some fruit in the matter that they are looking elsewhere just to be, you know, proactive and like getting ahead of the fact that like, if they decide not to go with Greg, they're farther along in their search. Um, so I don't know. I, at the press conference, I felt more like, yeah, we might actually stick with Greg. But as the time has gone on now, it, it does feel like the U.S. is putting some feelers out. So um, I don't know if it's because they're just covering their behind, which you kind of got to do. Plus, honestly, Jordan, they're at a point where if you're the U.S. men's national team and you're kind of leaning towards Greg – and you'd be stupid not to go out and offer some of these guys the chance to come coach. Cause if you landed one by accident somehow, <laughs> then, then you take it right. If you, if you go to uh, Zinedine Zidane and you go, Hey, would you be interested? And he goes, yeah, hell yeah. You'd be like, okay, now, now I'm open. Well, to he doesn't like speaking English, so right? he wouldn't say hell yeah. He yeah. Would he would say, say whatever the what equivalent. The, what the heck are you saying? <laughs> um, I think you'd be stupid not to, right? I, I know they, and that list came out where they said that they were a hundred percent. They were calling, Pep Guardiola, they're calling Jurgen Klopp, they're calling all these guys going, hey, you know, it might not be in any interest, but if the U.S. men's national team is open and available, if you want to coach the national team, you know, on that stage, then we're more than welcome to have you. And um, hosting, I think it's a, it's an interesting job for a lot of people. So um, do we grab one of those big guys? Probably not, but it's still worth a shot. And I think that's what's going on. But the press conference, like you said, Jordan, it was a whole lot of like political, you know, just keep your head afloat and we can't comment because legally they can't. So my thought is this is 
I'm feeling a little down on even the Zidane news because I feel like they were like taking a shot that they knew wouldn't happen just so they could be like, we tried. We tried and now we're back with Greg or we're getting Caleb Porter or, you know what I'm saying? Like that's how it kind of felt. Um, Cause some of these, some of these coaches that they're, that they were putting out is like totally out of their league. Um, so I, I love when everybody's like, just go get Zidane. I'm like, it's not that silly. It's not, he turned it down. Here's the report. This was from, uh, a French outlet named Le Equipe. Uh, he turned down Brazil and the U S men's national team. Um, he, only coach France if it's a national team. So there you go. That's the report there. Not much to really go off of, but then the, the French uh, president, not the, of the country, but of the Federation said something like, Oh, I wouldn't even answer the phone if Zidane called like and that made Mbappe put out a tweet. Like uh, Zidane is France. Like, let's not be, Totally jerks here. It's pretty much what they were getting to. But I wanted to bring this to your attention. Uh, Jim Curtin, pretty interesting to say here about the 2026 job opening. Uh, I will say, this is from Jim Curtin, for 2026, with the decision that's made, whoever the coach is, it's a big one. And I think that every head coach should put the egos aside and almost be willing to be an assistant with that team. It's that big of a job and that important of a job. What I mean by this, it's such a big moment in our country that you have to take time, collect, do the right things, and continue that search. If Greg is the guy at the end of that, that's great. But I think everyone needs to be open-minded. We have to go all in for that competition. No stone should be left unturned to find the right manager or managers to get that one right. And he pretty much said what we've been saying how big it is. But I thought it was interesting. He did. He hasn't heard from us soccer about this, but what I heard, what I thought was interesting is we should put egos aside and also be willing to be in an assistant with that team. So he's saying, Hey guys, let's build like the dream team of coaches, right? Even if we're not going to be the head coach, but let's all just do our duty for 2026. And I find that very interesting because I wonder if now, if he would, if he would go as an assistant coach on Greg's staff or whoever the staff, you know, is if we could have a super team of like Peter Vermees and uh, Jim Curtin, Schmetzer, Jesse Marsh <laughs> and Schmetzer on the side. <laughs> yeah. Like just the who's who right. of us soccer coaches um, where it's almost like you have five head coaches, but the thing is there would probably be some ego issues there, but that's why he's saying, put the ego aside I find that very interesting, and I think that's why Jim Curtin is just a really great dude is because he he would be willing to do that, while I think some people, obviously, Claudio Reyna would not. Yeah, I, <clears throat> it, what was really interesting, too, this comes on the heels of uh, Jonathan Tannewald mentioned the fact that Jim Curtin's contract is up after 2023, which means after 2023, he would be uh, officially available to anybody that would want his services. And he actually did mention the fact that like, don't, don't think that Jim wouldn't be interested in the position. Like, I think anybody who coaches is stupid not to consider it. Um, He just said he would be an assistant. So I think he's very open to the possibility. 
So I, I think Jonathan was Jonathan was saying more along the lines of like the the stars are aligning, and maybe and you and I talked about this like how much and and I know you're more comfortable with like the coach needs to get in there as soon as possible like a three year like you need three years let's get them in there. Um, I think it, ultimately I think 2023 by the end of 2023 you need to have a stable coach. But Jordan, I think what you what the point you made was interesting maybe you have a collection of coaches or something that, that along the lines of like, maybe it is somebody that steps in for like an interim role and gets this into the system that they want it to be in. And then you have somebody like Jim Curtin come in and go, okay, Hey, like maybe it's Jesse Marsh because Jesse's going to be fired. Maybe he's not going to be with leads. You know, it, it all depends. Like is Jesse going to be the person to lead leads through this mess of a relegation battle that they're about to get in. Um, some people think that, you know, he's ready and prime for that position. If he does lose his job, a lot of people love Jim Curtin. Honestly, if, if I'm, if I'm U S men's national team and I'm the soccer federation um, for 2026, after Jim Curtin makes this statement, I'm calling him. I'm saying, Hey, you know, I know coach won last year with the union after that have on whoever you want. We'll throw money at whoever you want. If you want an assistant, that's, you know, Jesse Marsh, whether it's Brian Schmetzer, you know, uh, Savarese, like whoever you want, like, it, it, you know, we'll give you the money. We'll help you find that other coach to come coach with you. Um, good thing with Jim is he used to be a youth coach for the yeah. national team too. So he has right. familiarity with, with the, with the team. And if you're, if honestly, if you're, I would say Jordan, if you're not hearing rumblings of Jim Curtin by mid season going somewhere in Europe, I would say that he's a hundred percent considering this as the next step for him. Like, I really do feel like Jim Curtin's going somewhere at the end of 2023, whether it's with a European side or us men's national team. Like I really I could do see like- him still coaching the union. And then right yeah. before the world cup, like yeah. they all just join up and like coach the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. That'd be His cool. own solo movie over here with the union and team up with them. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Curtin comes in on your left. Yeah. On your left, Jesse. <laughs> um, due to all of this stuff that we're talking about, Anthony Hudson is overseeing the January camp. But I want to ask you, is there a bigger case of failing upwards than Anthony Hudson? Get <laughs> uh, <laughs> fired from wins, MLS. Eight wins, 26 losses, nine draws when he coached the Rapids from 2017 to 2018. Uh, and here he is. Uh, he somehow coached. He is now the since he's under contract and Burholter's not or whatever, they have given him the reins until they figure out this investigation that they're doing. But I mean, I'm not expecting it's camp cupcake, right? It's January yeah. camp. Nothing bad is gonna happen. We can't take too much from it. But I just think it's funny that that this is the guy. And, and if it turns into a whole Dave Sarakin thing where he's the guy for all of 2023. I'm going to be very frustrated. Um, but your thoughts on Anthony Hudson? Yeah, like you said, failing forward, right, is, is the best uh, way to kind of term that. Um, like, uh, talk about – could you imagine, like, you, you really just have a horrible time in MLS. Uh, people pretty much putting you on the back burner. You're probably getting no offers whatsoever, maybe some youth teams. <laughs> and all of a sudden they're like, okay, Greg's gone. Here's this – mess you know he's gonna have to talk to press jordan like they're gonna have he's gonna have to like do some press conferences where he has to talk about the the you know what a weird spot that would be like 
Greg is kind of still looming and like there. This whole crap with Gio Reyna, which I, I don't think there's any chance that Gio gets called into this camp. I think you're going to see a lot of people not called in. Um, well, yeah, mo- all of the Europe folks won't. <laughs> right, they'll stay, It'll yeah. be just MLS players. Right. That Plus, on. Jordan, I mean, we haven't even talked about it, and this could be a whole. But, I mean, you're talking about a team that's so – like there's so much U.S. men's national team news going on that, like – like you said, this January camp, I think you just call in the young kids, right? I think you call in the ones you just really want to see, like ones that didn't get the chance, you know, like Mark McKenzie. I think you, you try to see if he can come in and be available. A lot of the MLS guys that are youth, like I think you maybe Paxson Pomichol, like, you, you know, call in some of those guys, guys that haven't really had the chance to kind of prove um, their worth. Um, see if any of the European guys that are available, see if they'll come back. I don't think any of them will, but maybe um, you never know, but um, I do think it's interesting, Jordan, the fact that every time I turn on the Twitter feed, um, it's one of the U.S. men's national team players getting a call. Jordan, I don't know if you saw this. Haji Wright is headed to Crystal Palace um, as uh, a deal for them, I think, six to seven million. Is he so, really? Yeah. Uh, one of the Palace like blogs tweeted it. I was like, what? Um, you can try to confirm it. I, I couldn't get too deep on it because nobody was really confirming it, but it did sound like they were a legit blog that confirmed that Haji was moving. Well, there was uh, an article from the mail daily mail, which is a little in, but they had uh, this report three weeks ago that they had interest in him. Um, I'm trying to find a more recent one. Cause there was a blog that tweeted it that I was like, that's kind of interesting because it did catch some people. Uh, who was it? I forget who it was now. Because it looked like one of their. That'd be an awful blogs. move. Uh, he cannot. He cannot play at that level. Yeah. No, it looks like. It looks like even. Um, I'm sorry. Where does he play? Uh, is it Turkey? Yeah. Okay. It looks like this Turkish. According to my intelligence, Haji, right? Yeah. There's a Turkish, I guess, transfer person, and they've got 125,000 followers. Looks like a. Fairly yeah, I legit. just saw I just saw Tack t- retweet it. Um, yeah. Wow, true. If he goes there, because you know some of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. If he does go there, and the fact that there was interest three weeks ago, I guess from December sixteenth, that is that's a really bad move. I think it's a really <laughs> bad move for him and for yeah. the club. If it's seven to eight million pounds for Haji yeah. Wright. He's doing well in Turkey, but he the World Cup. I can't see him playing well for Palace. Right. Enough to start and enough to like not get out somewhere. I don't know. Right. I don't I don't like that at all. Yeah. Um Yunus Musa, supposedly. Um, this one gained a lot of steam today. Yunus Musa uh, is being considered, I think they said Newcastle, Manchester United, but the leading person for Eunice Musa would be Liverpool. Um, which, mm. which they need a younger midfield. That was yes. Good. Klopp's talked about it. He needs a younger midfielder. He likes Eunice from what they've said in, in statements that he's made about the young uh, American midfielder. He does like the Americans. Um, he, uh, they said that he is looking for an attacking midfielder that is young, versatile can play up and down, play inside, play outside. Um, and Eunice can do everything. Uh, Eunice, uh, they said the other thing too, that Klopp likes is physical. Um, they like physical midfielders and he is just about as physical as anybody. Uh, Jordan also Weston McKinney 
sounds like he's picking up steam to come to the Premier League. Uh, they don't know where, but they do feel like there could be a move being considered. Did you see he was playing right wing back for Juventus? Allegri had him playing yeah. right wing back. There's something about Americans. They love just putting right back there. <laughs> so, But they did say that United was a, a team that was heavily interested in Yunus Musa, which I was like, okay, that's interesting. They're playing well. Um, I think under Tog, that could be interesting. Um, I, I think that's a pretty decent little shift. Uh, it sounds like Kristen Pulisic will probably not now be transferred just because the injury and they don't know if Newcastle would ever bite. And they felt like it was either Newcastle or Leeds. And they said Leeds probably has no interest in what's going on there. The next one, Jordan, that was shocking to me was Tyler Adams. Did you hear that about Tyler? They were like all the big Premier League teams were willing to see if Leeds was willing to part ways with Tyler Adams and they were going to give up quite a bit. They said that I think it was like the likes of Tottenham. Who else did they say? It was Tottenham. I don't want to say it was United and somebody else where they were going to – or West Ham, I think, that wanted to swap Declan Rice with him. Like I was like, I'm so confused by <laughs> everything that's happening on Twitter. But, yeah, it was supposedly Tyler Adams – uh, Chelsea, I think, was also a name that was thrown out there for Tyler. So hmm. it was a lot of rumors on U.S. men's national team. So, Jordan, I think basically the way, the reason I'm bringing up all these rumors and like their rumors are really weird over there. It's like everybody's going to transfer. Um, but I think the reason I bring it up is just the fact that like there is so much going on with all of our players right now. Um, I think they need stability. Uh, and the quicker that we can get this done, I think it's easier on everybody else like i just feel like the longer that this greg stuff goes on with geo and like not having a coach the more that it hurts his team rather than does us any good yeah uh pulisic is out for a few weeks now they said uh due to his injury against chelsea in the league and then they face chelsea again in the cup and um Surprise, surprise, lost both times. Okay, uh, we had also Mahalovic. Mahalovic made his AZ mm-hmm. Alkmaar debut. We also had uh, Tillman scoring again for Rangers. So, got some good stuff going on overseas, I guess. But the the Tyler Adams thing, no way Leeds lets them go while they're flirting with relegation. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's just, that's a no-go, I think. They said it was a lot of money that some of these big clubs wanted him. Like, they were like, yeah, we're willing to throw as much money as you want at him. But, like, there were big names. It was, like, Chelsea, United, Tottenham, and somebody else, West Ham, and somebody. Like, it was all of them. It was like, let's just all go throw money at him. Let's go through some quick things here that I have news-wise. Uh, LAFC signed Aaron Long. Uh, he, that came out of nowhere. He was linked to, I think, Galaxy and uh, somewhere else. And he went with uh, LAFC like last minute. Um, the Philadelphia Union have signed uh, what Logan would call a long-term contract with the hey <laughs> with Daniel Gazdag, uh, who, who changed his number from six to ten as well. So for all the people that already bought their Gazdag jerseys, it's unfortunate. Um, but it's through the 2025 season, I think, and then with an option for 2026 doesn't say it on this article but that's what i read earlier uh orlando just signed a designated player uh uh, martin uh, ojeda from the argentine Mm -hmm. Primera division side godoy cruz 
And also, real quick with the Union, this is the first time they've had three designated players, uh, all three designated players going into going into a season. We'll see if that stays. But yeah, yeah, uh, Orlando make a big move to help out their offense. So I'm sure you're feeling pretty good about that since you've got opening day tickets, right? Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, Jordan, uh, Jordan playing a staple role and. Yeah, my Christmas presents or whatever, but um, yeah, no, no money, yeah. but yes, no money, yeah. a role. <laughs> you did, you did, yeah. Uh, luckily, I'm not sitting in supporter section, so that's always good. I don't like sitting in supporter section, um, but too loud, yeah, too loud. It's just too rowdy for me. Um, and Jordan, they got like ranked one of the worst fan bases, which is kind of scary, but um, well, I mean, like the, a, the empty stands <laughs> enough for that, that's true. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but no, it's a that's a great signing. I've heard a lot of good things about uh, Ojeda, so uh, they said that this could be uh, a good change to their attack and make them a lot better. So I'm looking forward to that. It's just a matter of can the defense stay healthy, I think. But well, another person has changed their number to number ten, and that is Sebastian Drusi. Uh yeah. is no longer wearing the seven. He has switched to the number ten. LAFC signed a goalkeeper from Everton, uh, Eldin Jakupovic. Um, so that's fun. Um, and then we also had Houston Dynamo have loaned out uh, Svera to Argentinos Juniors, which is an Argentina team. So they're shedding some people. Um, and M- Michael Baldissimo is leaving Vancouver for the quakes so those are just some quick things i just picked out a few i mean there's did you see um so Marcel... oh, chris mavinga has gone to the galaxy yeah. from toronto so that's good these three were big marcelino moreno is loaned out now to a brazilian club which he was i think their best player last year um atlanta united alan franco is also gone uh he heads to brazil as well uh and then ruben gabrielson uh who was uh austin's best center back is gone uh, had uh, I think he has a boy that or a, a kid that special needs maybe or needs like medical attention that he just couldn't get here or the the, the mm. kind of help that he could get here so he had to return home which I think home is Belgium or somewhere um, Netherlands somewhere I don't know where it, it was something I think in Europe but um, but yeah he had to move just because uh, family issues um, so we wish him all the best but that's a huge loss for Austin uh, Anthony Precourt did just tweet like moments ago the green smoke don't know what that means some people think it's Callens um, because they think Gabrielson left and maybe this could be um, I don't think it is I think Callens actually does not end up in MLS yeah he's being linked to Mexican teams yeah. uh, is well, that they, right but, Mexico, uh, yeah. but- I know they said Atlanta's trying to get Callens, which is yeah. totally a longer way move. Right. That would be a way to start your time there. I, I would like that move for Atlanta. Um, Latif Blessing also left yeah. LAFC and he went to the Revs. Um, so just some Daniel Rios, who was on Charlotte after getting traded from um, Nashville, is now going to Chivas. Yep. So he he's out of MLS. There's a lot, man. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of movement. Uh, Memo Rodriguez, I like that move. That depth piece, yes. I would say, for the Galaxy. That's a yes. really good depth piece to have. Um, I always thought he was pretty good with Houston, and he didn't have much around him. So, 
Definitely. Yeah, we like Memo. We do. Oh, uh, Tomas Pochettino, too. Austin fans mm-hmm. will be happy because I know there's some Austin fans that listen to this. They'll be happy to know that Tomas Pochettino is officially off the books, Jordan. Um, so he is officially Good. gone, uh, which that was a disaster and a half uh, for a guy that people thought had a really promising uh, look for this league, but just never fit in. It's so tough. This, this is a really tough sport to figure out mm-hmm. because uh, there's so many different levels to the leagues and yep. different factors that play into it on when they come in and if they're going to make a good fit or not. Um, and then, of course, the big one, Gareth Bale announces retirement from football or soccer today. Um, he put out this whole statement. I'm not going to read that one. Uh, he doesn't deserve it after beating my team in the playoffs. <laughs> Um, or in the World Cup or anywhere. Like, he yeah, just yeah, look, deserve look. He, uh, look, th- this is what sucks. He said that this wasn't going to be a short trip over here, and it was. Um, he decided, he apparently called, uh, th- they were expecting him back, LAFC. He called John Thorrington early yesterday to say that he was retiring, which I think took a lot of people by surprise because he is only 33. And he is still effective, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it it kind of sucks for uh, for LAFC fans, but I guess, hey, they, they were able to get him over here as not a DP, and they don't have to worry about being stuck with him after he was injured for a bit last year, and now they can just move on. And he won them an MLS Cup. He helped. You know, he got the equalizer. And at this point, hey, that's all you need. That's like it's like making a deal, like a really great deal of, Hey, you just give me MLS cup and you can retire. That's fine. And I'm sure the fans are, are fine with that, but, um, just, uh, sucks for Apple, I guess. <laughs> they, before the season starts, they lose one of the biggest stars in MLS, but. Jordan, do you think, uh, like I always, I've always felt with him, soccer was, soccer was just something he was very good at and it made him a living. He wasn't ever one of those guys that just, like I like I, this makes sense. Like the fact that this came out, it did not. Like I was like, oh wow, okay. But it, it, if he, if I was going to pick anybody in the world to do this, it would have been him. Like a hundred percent would have been him. Like I just feel like his. I wouldn't say that his heart wasn't in it. I, I think he. I think he liked it. I think he had a. But I don't think his like end all was soccer. Where I feel like Messi, what is he without soccer? So like. You know, I think Gareth is just more along the lines of just like he just did this because he was very talented. I think he cared a lot when he was at Tottenham the first yeah. time, and then I think he took the money for Madrid and just Retired. at that point he was good. Yeah, right. I mean, hey, he won everything he could there, and uh, then he focusing on his whale stuff. He got them to a World Cup. They didn't get uh far but he took them to where they could and then said all right i'm done and uh you know there's part of it that respects that of just like knowing when i mean he's he's always had so many injuries that it's like you know maybe it is time to just hang it up and he can go golf uh forever (laughs) there's some nice courses out there in la like yeah i wonder if he'll stay or if he'll go back to wales that's because that'll be interesting could you imagine he goes to Wrexham? <laughs> I'm not actually done. I just need to get out of that contract so I can sign for Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I need Deadpool in my life. Um, 
Okay, so I think that about wraps us up here. Uh, well, we do want to make an announcement real quick here on maybe the podcast feeds in the next couple weeks here. So I'm just going to, you're going to hear the audio if you are an audio listener. The Stateside Soccer Show is now covering Ted Lasso. If that's a joke, I love it. If not, I cannot wait to unpack that with you. That's no joke. The Stateside Soccer Show now presents Believe Cast. We aren't talking about faith or ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts, Ted? I do. But more importantly, I think they need to believe in themselves. We are talking Ted Lasso episode recaps. So sit back, get ready for us to discuss all the tea. You know, I always figured that tea was just going to taste like hot brown water. And you know what? I was right. That's horrible. Yeah, we'll be talking Ted Lasso. We're going to do episodes week by week, starting with season one, episode one. And then we're going to try to build up for uh, season three, which is slated to be the final season. Uh, they haven't made an official announcement, but they, they've always talked about that being the final season. So Logan and I, who are Ted Lasso fans, decided let's let's just be able to talk about it on here. It'll also have its own separate feed, but you will see it in your feed. So if you don't like Ted Lasso, you can just ignore those midweek episodes if, if you are so inclined. But if you haven't jumped on the Ted Lasso bandwagon at this point, we, we're going to try probably not to do spoilers for the seasons as we go. We're going to talk about each episode. You can hop in and listen to us talk about uh, this great, lifting, positive show. Logan, your thoughts on... Uh, this announcement i'm really excited uh, i my christmas list consisted of mostly ted lasso things um i got a ted lasso shirt i'll debut it on the podcast uh so that'll be a lot of fun um but no i'm looking forward to this and i told you i, I said you know th- this is up there with one of my pe- my favorite shows i've ever watched um i think if i think if friends didn't mean so much to me and home improvement didn't mean so much to me growing up as a kid I think Ted Lasso would be up there. Uh, I think if Ted Lasso did more than three seasons, it would quickly just be, you know, overtake the, like it, it is such a great show. Uh, Jordan, it was during a time where there was just not a lot of happiness in the world. Um, I think that's where a lot of people found it. Um, my wife didn't watch it the first time that I watched it. I convinced her the second time to watch it. Um, ended up being uh, just a show that she really liked. Uh, we're looking forward to season three and it is way more than just soccer. Um, honestly, the soccer just takes the back seat and there's some soccer stuff sprinkled in, but man, is, is this show, uh, probably one of my favorite shows, uh, if not one of my, if not my favorite show. So looking forward to this. Uh, and I love the thing that Jordan did. I thought that was awesome. So, uh, <laughs> Thank if you, you we got to put that on Twitter. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. So my, uh, my background to lasso is that I, I obviously remember the commercials when it, it was getting the rights that's how it started and then they said they made the announcement we're making a tv show based off this i was like i don't know if you can do that but man did they do it and i've only watched it fully through once so my wife is going to be joining me on this rewatch um and it'll be her first time experiencing the show i've done the career on fifa you know i ted lasso is now our u.s men's national team manager and for some reason fifa really messes up the numbers on our u.s jerseys i had like 
like Kenny was 35 and uh, Tyler Adams was 12. And I was like, what is going on with these Jersey numbers? But yeah, I'm super excited to be able to talk about it. So I'm not sure if we're debuting it next. We're going to maybe try to get record it under our belt before we release. And I on the feed and you will see uh, those start entering into the feed. But uh, and if you have questions, if you're going to join us and if you're going to leave your feedback for that specifically, Ted Lasso Rewatch at gmail.com and you can uh, send us any sort of Ted Lasso stuff there. But I think that is about it for our uh, our episode today. Anything else, Logan? Anything we missed? Uh, no, I don't think. I don't think anything besides the, the rumor or the transfers, not the rumors, but the actual transfers that took place. Uh, now I'm looking forward to the season. I think that there's a lot of teams that made a lot of moves and we're getting ready to launch into those teams, Jordan. So um, if you have... Any questions or comments? Uh, we want to shout out some things uh, maybe that we've missed um, coming up in those episodes where we're going to preview all the MLS teams. We're going to kind of clump them together, I think, by region. I kind of have like a breakdown uh, of the teams that we're going to be doing per episode. But if you have any shouts or anything that you want to talk about, heck, maybe even jump in on the live, give us some feedback. So that way, when we're previewing your team, we're not missing anything crazy, and I think we're going to try to have some guests on to talk about some of these teams and maybe some of these moves that were made in the offseason. So I'm really looking forward to uh, a different kind of previewing um, that we haven't tried yet. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Cool. Uh, what I will also say is that national college, the National College Football Game is on TV tonight and that means Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania trailer and if you didn't know we do have a Marvel podcast called To the Infinity Saga and Beyond I will be for the trailer and uh, doing a reaction you can also just follow us on the socials there um, to uh, watch it later or listen to the podcast later for To the Infinity Saga and beyond i was talking superman and lois on our dc podcast elseworlds and that's going to be coming out later this week um so yeah uh, a lot going on right now but that's it if you want to reach us on this show at stateside show on all of our platforms facebook twitter instagram youtube at stateside show all right well thank you all for listening we'll catch you next time uh, and have a great rest of your week. Tomorrow throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stop It's Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.